Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Will Snowden coming up here momentarily. Stay tuned. Uh, here's an interesting bit of news real quick. Uh, our friend Ryan McDonald, who writes for the Deseret News, just sent out this tweet literally a minute ago. says, this is interesting. The Real Salt Lake Org just announced the launch of the RSL Basketball Academy. It will be coached by former Lone Peak and Wasatch Academy coach David Evans. Essentially, it aims to be the hoops version of the soccer academy already in Harriman. That's pretty cool. So RSL is starting a basketball uh, academy. It'll be interesting to see how that evolves. Uh, their their soccer academy certainly has been uh, quite successful and provided uh, a lot of opportunity to uh, young athletes. Pretty cool that they're they're going into basketball. I like that. That's awesome. Do you hear that, Austin? RSL is starting a basketball academy. Uh, is it actually RSL? Yeah, the Real Salt Lake organization. Why? Which is well, they have the soccer academy already, which is basically a school, by the way. And right. uh, it's what Dante Exum went to a, a basketball academy, right? Like right. this is going, yeah, to. yeah. So, yeah. this can be a bad and Wasatch Academy exists, obviously. Hmm. So, now RSL doing that, I, I think it's great. Give kids an opportunity to uh, excel at their sport, I think it's awesome. Okay, I, yeah. I, I believe it falls under now. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody out there from uh, uh, the education field, but I, I believe it's they operate similarly to say just a normal charter school. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But I don't have a ton of experience in the charter school world, but I believe that it, it's basically a, a soccer-themed uh, charter school or whatever. So anyway, the RSL Basketball Academy. Awesome. All right, we're uh, we're tracking down Will Snowden. We're going to talk to him a little bit about uh, BYU, and we'll talk to him a little bit about high school football as well. Uh, the conversation uh, ongoing about BYU and Tom Holmo and what he's trying to do is is absolutely fascinating. We talk about the the... Um, the unique nature of the NBA bubble down there in Orlando. How about the unique nature of what Tom Homo is going through? And I know a lot of people have talked about this, but uh, a schedule that he literally has worked years on, which was a, uh, it was a beautiful schedule, Austin, beautiful. Never seen a schedule like it. The the generals tell me it was the best schedule you've ever seen. Best schedule you've ever seen. Yeah. No, it, it really was. What, what an incredibly intriguing schedule Tom Homo had put together. Uh, what six P five opponents across three Power Five leagues, um, and, and then of course Boise State, Utah State, uh, San Diego State. Fascinating Mountain West matchups. Sprinkle in some independents, which are, are fillers, and really a fascinating schedule. BYU yeah. was gonna, and they've got a good team coming back. It was it was really set up to be a. a I don't know if you want to say great because I don't know if they would have gotten to 10 wins, but it's set up to be a really interesting, fun season for BYU football. So wad that all up, or at least most of it, and just go ahead and throw it right in the garbage can and say, hey, Tom, you basically have a month to figure out what you're going to do. All right, go. And then at the end of that (laughs) month, maybe they all tell you, ah, we can't play football anyway. Right. And even even if you prop the house of cards back up, uh, there's there's no no telling when a toddler is going to come, you know, 
breezing through the room and kick it all down. Are you calling Mark Emmert a toddler? Well, a little bit. <laughs> or Mark Emmert or the SEC or, or the Big 12. For example, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, buzz out there about BYU adding some Big 12 opponents, Oklahoma State in particular. Um, I, I saw one about Oklahoma, too, that maybe, you know, conversate. BYU's talking to Big 12 opponents. TCU lost a game. Uh, with the Big Ten. So there's there's all that uh, buzz out there. So imagine if BYU, okay, they salvage week one against Alabama. Week two, they grab a game against Oklahoma State. And I don't know how the scheduling works out, but week three, you salvage a game with TCU or whatever. And and Tom puts these these games into place and thinks, all right, I, I got something put back together. And then the Big 12's like, you know what? Uh, the Pac-12 was right. We're not going to do non-conference games. So have a good one. And it gets knocked all down again. I mean, I can't imagine how frustrating that would be. I would quit. I would have. I would have already quit. But have you seen that, that would be it? That gif out there where where it's the the dude standing in front of a washing machine, just taking the lid to the washing machine and hitting himself in the head repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. But I've seen the the guy with the keyboard. What is whacking it? himself in the face with the keyboard? Same over and concept. Over, yeah. yeah, same yeah. concept. If I'm Tom Holmo, and all of a sudden these conferences are like. Actually, just kidding about that. Psych. I'd be like, I am. I'm. I know it's not great to fly right now, but I'm flying out there. <laughs> well, this was supposed to be the the schedule that you could wave in someone's like like me and someone like me's face and say, Neener, Neener, Neener. This is why independence was a good idea, right? Because you had this glowing schedule that was put together, and then this happens, and it's no one's fault. No one can uh, foresee this or, or plan ahead of this for this. But if Tom Homo somehow, like you were just describing, has this uh, independence banner schedule that falls apart on him, and then he, in a month's time, salvages something even remotely close to that, I don't know if there's a, a athletic director of the year award, but he wins. He would get it. Yeah. They named the award yeah, after him, right. actually. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, no other athletic department or athletic director in the country is going through what Tom Homo is going through. But right now, perfect world for BYU, the Big 12 and the SEC uh, and the ACC. I don't know if they could pick up an ACC game. But anyway, specifically the Big 12 and the SEC, because Missouri, of course, is is already on BYU's schedule. But those two conferences say, you know what, we're plowing ahead. We're going to play these non-conference games. And BYU jumps on board. And And I'm sure BYU will say, we'll do whatever standard you want. You know, we'll 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 test to the highest standards or whatever. We just want to play these games, and BYU is probably at a point financially where they, they could pull that off. And we've had that discussion as well, where in uh, Monson wrote about it in his uh, column over the weekend uh, that where the the BYU's frugal nature uh, may really benefit them during this whole during this whole situation. Because I'll, I'll tell you what, and this this gets back to our conversation in the 2 o'clock hour, there are athletic directors around the country who are flipping out right now because they're not going to be able to make payroll and those sorts of things if, if football is a no-go. And even then, if football is a go, they're going to have to scramble to, to make up for some things because the, they were already having budget shortfalls and not uh, servicing debt and those sorts of things. And that was before this even happened. So BYU and the way that they operate, you know, they, they draw some heat, some flack from folks who say they don't uh, pay their coaches enough and those sorts of things. Well, in this case, um, a lot of those coaches may stay employed 
because they didn't uh, they they BYU was able to save some money or at least uh, stockpile some money. All right, with that, let's uh, jump on, jump on out to the T-Mobile special guest line. Uh, T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Of course, he's a BYU insider here on the Zone Radio Network. Also, owner of Alpha Recruits. He's our good friend Will Snowden joining us once again on the Big Show. Will, how you doing, man? Oh man, it's crazy, crazy, crazy times. But I'm good. I'm good. I'm just sitting here trying to figure out uh, what's going to happen with my Cougars this year, with the schedule, and uh, you know, just the uncertainty. Well, let's start there, Will. But uh, I, I got to tell you, we've got a million things to talk to you about. But that's as good a place to start as any. We were just chatting about that. BYU. You know, there's rumors out there. They're talking to Big Twelve schools, SEC schools. Obviously, Missouri is is still on their schedule. But we were talking about how. Tom Homo is in uncharted waters and right now has the hardest job in all of college athletics. No question. Uh, no question. But, you know, Tom is, uh, he, he handles himself very well. And, but it is a, a tough, I, I do not envy him at all being in that position that he's in right now. So I was just saying, best case scenario, Will, is is there's no adjustments and big 12 and SEC still play non-conference games. Uh, what, I don't know if you're hearing anything out there, but what is the likelihood of those conferences eventually following the Pac-12 or Big Ten? Because that would obviously be a doomsday scenario for BYU. Yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, I've talked to a lot of people, and um, it, it, it's a really frustrating conversation to have. You guys have a tough job right now because no one really knows what the Big 12, what they're going to do. Um, so I, I, I feel like they're going to follow the Pac-12s lead and just say, you know, yeah, we, we're just going to play our, our conference schedule. Um, it's safer, which, you know, I'm sitting here, I, I just have no understanding of how it makes any sense that um, you can't just play the regular schedule if you're going to play. Either we're going to play or we're not going to play. So if you're playing, I just don't see how, you know, at, you know, two or three more games is going to be this big this big issue. Um, so it's frustrating. Uh, a lot of coaches are frustrated. ADs are frustrated um, with trying to figure out how they're going to make this season go. But I do think that every conference that has a conference is going to say, hey, well, let's shorten down the season. We have to start late anyway. So some of these preseason games, we, we just need to just kind of cut them, let our kids get back, get acclimated with the um, – with, uh, this COVID situation, um, keep them as safe as possible and just play our, 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 our schedule, which obviously is Wednesday uh, for, for Brigham Young. Will, I want to ask you an on-the-field question. I've heard a couple of uh, local college football pundits out there say that this uh, is going to be Kalani's best team or most talented team uh, this upcoming year. And I kind of raised my eyebrow a little bit because going to those first couple of years with Jamal and Taysom Hill, those were some pretty good teams. But your thought on that, could this be Kalani's most talented team? I think it is. And, and the reason that we say that, obviously that Jamal and Taysom Hill-led team was very good. Um, and, and whenever you have a quarterback like Taysom, uh, that type of talent in a running back, I mean, these are top NFL guys. It's hard to say that, that this team's going to be better uh, when you have proven guys doing what they're doing in the NFL. But this, this group has played together a long time now. 
Um, these are Kalani seniors, guys. He recruited. They're his guys. Um, you have a veteran quarterback who, who, who obviously has proven to have uh, a lot of moxie, a lot of skill set, and you have so much depth at the quarterback position. You have three quarterbacks who've played. Um, I, obviously, I, 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 when you look at the running back position, you have a, a, a host of backs back there who can get it done. Um, obviously, losing DHC is, is not the greatest feeling in the world, but they have a host of guys who can get it done and who are looking at, who really chomping at the bit to prove that they were the guy anyway. Um, p- people like Jackson McChesney, who's an explosive athlete. He's been off his mission now for a good enough time um, to actually have his legs fully back. But really, you look at the defense, led, led by Kyrus Tonga. This is the best secondary they're going to have that they that he's ever had. The back end is going to be really strong. You've got um, Warner's back now. He's healthy. So, yeah, I agree that this is his best full unit of a team, um, and guys have a lot to prove. Then you have Kyrus decided to come back. You have our tight end decided to come back. So, obviously, they have some things to prove that they think they need to improve on, and I think they want to show the scouts that they've done the work so they can, you know, be early draft picks. So, yeah, I, I do think this is a very good ball club that BYU is going to field this, that, uh, this year. It's funny, I was just talking to my son about the the idea of playing Alabama this year and what, what he was asking me what I thought they would do. And I said, listen, you know, this is a very, very competitive uh, group of kids who've played some big-time games already and won some big-time games. So it's not like we're going to go into Alabama if we do get that game thinking, oh, my gosh, we have no chance to play in this game. Um, they, this is a confident group of guys. They've won big enough games, so they know they can do it. Um, I expect a great season for them. The biggest question is, who are the, who are we going to play? Um, the same question that the whole all of Cougar Nation has. Well, of course, uh, with Alpha Recruits, you uh, you are familiar with what's going on in high schools, what's going on with the recruits, and I, I want to talk to you about a couple things going on in that world. But let's start with the world of recruiting, with with these different districts and states moving their high school football seasons around. The world of recruiting must just be nuts right now. Yeah, it's really confusing. <laughs> confusing times, guys. I mean, the recruiting world is crazy. It's really good for me because I'm getting a chance to talk to a lot of coaches. Over this pandemic, I've spent more time, and I'm always on the phone. I'm always emailing, always talking to coaches. But now, you know, sometimes I'm bothering the coaches, and now I, uh, they're, they're smiling when I'm calling or calling me getting information because they haven't been able to come out and see kids and get eyes on kids. So we've been doing a lot of training, filming our kids, making sure that coaches see what they look like and, and let the coaches see what type of offseason they're having. Uh, but, yeah, it is crazy. And also the biggest concern is not knowing how many scholarships they're really going to have right. based on what's going to happen this season. Right. So everyone's kind of waiting. on it, it, it just it's just what's been so hard for everyone is just really not knowing. No one actually knows what's going on. I was just on the phone yesterday uh, with Coach Regal from he's the head coach at uh, Simon Fraser University, <clears throat> excuse me, University in Canada. And, you know, they canceled their season. So they're not going to play this season. It's canceled. Um, and they're trying to figure out, OK, what's our because they're going to offer a few of my kids that are out here that they're looking to offer. But they're trying to figure out how much money they can offer because they don't know what's really going to happen. So it's just it, it's just a crazy time in recruiting. Um, coaches are still trying to do the best they can. And a lot of it is they're spending more time in front of their computer and on the phone 
trying to really evaluate uh, film. So I think more kids are getting evaluated than ever. Um, so if you have good film, it's a it's a major it's a great time to have great film. Um, but if uh, if you don't have great film and you were looking to kind of blow up into your senior year. Um, you're a little bit behind, but that's just, it just is what it is. But the good news is everyone's dealing with that. So it's not just a few places. Now, obviously with Utah, with the go with high school football as of, as of right now, we're excited that our kids are going to get out, be able to get out there and showcase their skills for the coaches to see. Um, and I think that uh, with certain school places maybe shutting down or playing in spring, it's going to open up a lot of doors for um, the Utah athlete to be recruited um, because there are certain states that they've, you know, they're getting pushed back or they might not play or they're going to play in spring, and which makes a whole other crazy situation um, with uh, junior colleges playing in spring. Um, which is great. So coaches are going to be combing the junior colleges like crazy in the, during spring. And not only are they going to get a chance to watch them, usually when you go watch spring, spring, when you do your spring recruiting, you're watching spring football, right? You're watching practices. Now they're going to be able to go to live games and, and get a chance to evaluate the kids while they play live. But yes, I mean, uh, to say that the recruiting is crazy and wild right now is an understatement. It's, it's, it's just I don't know what the coaches are doing. They're a little bit nervous. They don't really – there's so many questions. And what's sad is when I talk to these coaches, they don't have the answer either. No one has the 100% answer because things change so quickly day to day. So with that in mind, uh, Will, how confident are the coaches out there with uh, the Utah High School Activities Association essentially getting out of the way? How confident are coaches out there that they're going to be able to pull off a high school football season? Well, I think they're pretty confident. I, I would say, but most of them are really 50-50. I think mm. guys go to bed every night uh, uh, praying or doing whatever they need to, whatever they need to do, just hoping that their kids get a chance to play this season. Um, that's the whole goal. Obviously, that's 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 what they're wanting and needing is is they want their kids to be able to play. And um, but I think it's still 50-50. I think that everyone is a little bit unnerved because you never know what's going to happen. You know, well, sometimes I, I get a little frustrated when people call college-aged uh, college athletes kids because they're technically adults. But when we're talking about high school kids, we're talking about kids. So, I, I yeah. you know, interacting with kids on a daily basis like you do, how are the kids doing during all of this and all this, un, uh, wow. you know, unsuredness? Well, I think that, you know, kids, uh, we, we have a good group that we work with. I mean, in my uh, in our 7-on-7 uh, seven organization alone, we had about 85 kids that we we continued training, and we did social distance. We didn't have all 85 there at one time, obviously, but we, we the kids had a positive outlook, but they really just want to play, right? And, and, and it's kind of they're in the same situation. Like, they're trying to stay positive. They're trying to have an, a great outlook. Um, they're trying to work really hard to have a great season. Um, I really feel for these seniors having this type of anxiety, but I will tell you that the high school athletes who are wanting to be recruited, who are wanting to go to the next level, there's a, quite a bit of anxiety um, with all of them. You know, Will, just uh, I want to get a plug in there for Alpha Recruits, but if, if there's somebody listening who's uh, maybe got a, a son who they're interested in getting a scholarship at, at any level, and I know you talk about that a lot, how can they get uh, involved with you, Will, and, and uh, Alpha Recruits? Well, there's two ways. I mean, you can go to alpharecruits.com. You can um, there, there you can send a direct email to our 
staff, or you can reach out to me through Twitter. Um, it's Alpha Recruits 15 um, is our is my Twitter uh, handle. Um, a lot of people reach me that way, uh, but those are the two main ways: AlphaRecruits.com, and then through Twitter, you can search Will Snowden, or you can uh, it's at Alpha Recruits 15. Well, Will, uh, fingers firmly crossed that we've got football this fall at uh, all levels and with safety in mind, of course. But I think uh, uh, we could all use a little bit of football in our lives. Yeah, they need to get, you know, this is where I am. Obviously, safety first for sure. Um, but I think there's a way to, to, to put these kids in, these kids or these college players and high school kids in a position to, to do it as safely as possible. Um, obviously, uh, we want to continue living our lives. Our, our, the fans need it. The kids need it. I, I really think America needs it. So I'm hoping that um, the people who make the decisions can figure out a way to give us a season, um, even if they have to shorten it, which I hope they don't have to. I think they need to figure out how to let these kids get out and play. Could not agree with you more, my friend. And, Will, thank you as always for jumping on with us. It's great to hear from you, and let's catch up again soon. Hey, appreciate you guys. You have a great day. Thanks, Will. It's our friend Will Snowden, uh, former BYU running back, of course, but uh, our BYU insider here on the Zone Radio Networks, and he owns Alpha Recruits and really does a great job working with young people to uh, to find them opportunities. Oftentimes, you know, we, we think about high school athletes getting scholarships. We think of, you know, D1 football players, but Will is really good about matching up opportunities and scholarship opportunities with athletes at any level. It's it's what he's really good, good at. So check it out, alpharecruits.com. And uh, I'm glad, Austin, we had Will on because he can give us that college insight. But, you know, he's also a window into what's going on in the high school world as well. And uh, what's going on with kids? I, I want to know about the kids he interacts with and, and what they – it sounds like they want to play. They of want, course they do, And yeah. they want the opportunity to play. Do you remember when you were in high school? Did you have time to worry about pandemics or anything? No. no. That no. wasn't – even if – yeah. So – and I don't blame kids for thinking uh, what the, ways, the way yeah. they do and wanting to play. And that's the, this is their one time in their life to get to do that sort of thing. Hopefully they get to enjoy it. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up right around the corner. Don't forget uh, what's going on at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Bruce Feldman at 4.30. Bowler for the whole 5 o'clock hour. Action-packed Big Show. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This one goes out to our boy Larry. Larry Tassoni of Megaplex theme. The, the, the film buyer. The, the man with the greatest job in the world. Seriously, that's an amazing job. Uh, requesting this one. And this is, uh, this is, uh, is it from the movie? Um, the Ray Charles movie, Ray, Ray, or is I don't it just know. is it just, Jamie, just Jamie Fox singing as Ray Charles on the track? I, I think, think that's, that's what it is. Yeah. I think that's this uh, is a Kanye song, but, but it does have a uh, it does have a tie to uh, a movie. Cause Correct, because yeah. Larry's yep. requesting there it. By go. the way, yep. uh, again, Larry Tassoni, the movie buyer for Megaplex, so his job is to just watch movies and then say, "I like that one." Order six of those. <laughs> six of those, four of those, two of those. 
I mean, that would be awesome. He also, he also, all the concessions you see, all that, he's a part of all of it. All the experience at Megaplex, the tip of the cap to Larry and the good people. And he comes there. on, uh, he comes on the movie zone quite frequently. He's always an interesting guest. Yeah, without Larry and Jeff Whipple at Megaplex, the movie zone would be just, uh, literally just guys sitting around talking <laughs> as though we know nothing. Yeah. Although his job probably has been fairly boring recently just because, hasn't Hollywood just come to a standstill? Aren't they delaying, like kicking the can down the road on most of their movies? They are. I, but uh, Larry, uh, you, you know, that's what you just said is what I get a lot about our job is what are you guys talking about when no right, sports right, right. are being played? Yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. Actually, too. it's been wildly entertaining, his job, because he's been uh, over at Megaplex. They've had those soft launches, and now they're open again. Right. And they've been playing uh, classics yeah, at yeah, the I Megaplex. S- I saw they did or are doing Never Ending Story. I think I saw that yesterday. And he's the one doing pretty, all much, that. pretty much signing yeah. off on all those. That's pretty cool. Uh, and, and they do have some new releases uh, each week now. Uh, the Post, or the Outpost, I should say. Came out a couple weeks ago, okay. Jake. So they have had something. Yeah, so so it's coming together, yeah. That's good. good. But he's had his hands full, that's for sure. What are what are the big ones that they've delayed? Because all the, the like yeah. the July blockbusters, isn't like July well, 4, isn't that a big movie, July? Yeah, Memorial Day was the first big. Big one. Because you were going to have that uh, Tom Cruise Maverick, the, oh, the Top Gun. right. That's been right. kicked to December. Uh, you've had all kinds of movies moved. The most recent one, though, is Tenet. The Christopher Nolan, do you remember uh, the movie Inception? Yeah. Very mm-hmm. similar type feel and look to that movie. A lot of people were excited about that. It's been delayed and postponed, which we've got some breaking details on that. We're going to share on the movie zone tomorrow night. Okay. Look at you there, Austin. I like that. All right. Stay tuned. Movie zone, by the way, do we know what time we're, uh, that's going on tomorrow? We are tentatively set for 7 p.m. tomorrow. If that doesn't happen, we'll uh, do it on Friday night. Uh, at 7 p.m., but right now it's tentatively Wednesday at 7. Because, of course, we got the jazz scrimmage on Thursday. On Thursday, right. So tomorrow night, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Um, interesting uh, quote coming out. Uh, Chris Jones recently re-signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Austin, did you see his quote about why he resigned? Uh, no, I didn't see his quote. I saw that the, the liquor store employee uh, heard was the one that broke the Patrick Mahomes signing uh-huh. because it wasn't Chris Jones that was getting signed, according to the chief's employee that told the liquor store employee. Okay. Interesting. So, and then Chris Jones got his a few days later. What did he say? Then? So he said this, uh, Chris Jones said, Pat texted me and said, let's get this thing done. I left some money on the table for you. That's when I had that uh, security that me and the chiefs were going to work something out. So Pat Mahomes, yet again, a hero for Chiefs fans. Yes. Brings them a Super Bowl, signs a 10-year deal with them, and saves some money, wink, wink, for Chris Jones to re-up. Okay, but let's let's not pretend that Patrick Mahomes left a bunch of money on the table. Hey, hey, some money is, is more than none money. Now, Tom Brady <laughs> left salary on the table a bunch of years ago. Now, I think he was compensated maybe in some other ways, some bonuses and some things that uh, were a little bit more cap-friendly. But I don't know if if Patrick Mahomes was leaving all that much money on the table. Now, if you're Chris Jones and say, well, Patrick Mahomes went to the Chiefs and said, sign this guy, that I would believe. So you're not – you don't think that Pat Mahomes could have taken more money but decided, no, I'll leave that money – 
on the table if you give it to Chris Jones. No, no, no. I think some, or yes, exactly. I think some second string lineman is the one who's getting screwed here. Ah. So Pat is paid, Chris is paid, and no one else gets paid. Someone else ain't. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And it's not Andy (laughs) Reid. No, it's not. It's not Andy Of course, he doesn't count against the cap. No. But, But, okay. I mean, if... if Daniel Sorensen. Save your money. Right. Actually, it might not be... It wouldn't be the NFL minimum guys, and I don't know what Daniel's making, but it probably wouldn't be them impacted. It'd probably be more like your middle-of-the-road type of dude. The the guy who could be replaced fairly easily by the minimum guy. That's who's affected. So the free safety. There you go. Okay. Which is Daniel Sorensen, of course. <laughs> but I don't know. Is he If he's on an NFL minimum contract, maybe he's okay. I think he'll be all right because he was undrafted, wasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe he's gotten a contract by now, but it can't be that lucrative. But, yeah, your your starting linebacker that isn't a star, that is who's going to be impacted. Sorry. Because they, they say, we'll we'll pay a bunch of minimum guys because we got our studs. Now, and that's inevitably what happens. Do you, do you think that this will impact the Chiefs' dynasty hopes with how much money Patrick and Chris are taking? Not if Patrick Mahomes is as good as he could be. Yeah. I mean, because that's what New England's been making a living on, right, is finding bargain players. To, to just fill in around and then, Tom. And then Tom is such a stud. Now, now it's not one way or the other, right? Because last year, New England, one of New England's big problems was Tom had nobody to throw the ball. So it can't be all or nothing, right? I mean, you have to have some pieces to fit around. You just you have to have competent. Well, you know, Travis Kelsey is still... Incredibly valuable to the Chiefs, right? You have yes. to have you have to have something. And he's the type of personality that might be upset. Maybe that there's not as much money left available here in a couple years. But if you've got a guy that's pretty good at left guard and paid like he's pretty good, that's when you you draft a rookie to replace that. Uh huh. And maybe he's not as good as the guy you cut, but. He's also not being paid as much as the guy you cut. Yeah, your your mahogany-made mantle in your living room got a, a part of it uh, broke off, and you replace it with MDF board, and for a year, no one can tell the difference. Right. And then that MDF board starts to wear away a little bit. Well, just for example, a, an NBA version of this conversation, when LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade teamed up in, in Miami, and those three players alone... Uh, brought them to the salary cap, basically. And since they signed LeBron and Chris Bosh from other teams, you can't go into the luxury or into the salary cap to, unless it's signing your own players. The luxury so they, tax, yeah. So they, or no, it's just, you can't go over the salary cap to sign free agents that are not your own. I see. So that first, if you remember, do you know who, who the LeBron's first point guard was when he first signed with the Heat? Uh well it wasn't Eric Snow was his point guard in Cleveland. Was so right. the the Miami first point guard There's a jazz tie. Was it John Crotty? Carlos Arroyo. Oh. <clears throat> I was joking about Crotty. Uh, he would have been what 42. But right, but yeah. when you spe- spend all your cap money on three guys. Carlos Arroyo? Yeah. I mean you're 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 piecing in some questionable players there around it. Still remember getting that lunchbox the day after he was no longer with the Jazz. Oh, who was the sponsor on that? I think Jiffy it was Lube. Jiffy Lube. Yeah, they got all those printed up, and they were going to do this big promotion. <laughs> Whoops. 
traded. Where's Carlos? Because remember the year before Carlos Arroyo when the Jazz, it was the, the Jerry's 500 season. And Carlos Arroyo and Raul Lopez, I think Raul Lopez, uh, Raul Lopez, Lopez? That's mm-hmm. correct. Lopez played his only year in a Jazz uniform that year, and they both were pretty good. And Carlos Arroyo in particular was pretty good. And then had that Olympic performance where the With Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico yeah. where they beat the American yep. team. And all of a sudden, it was Carlos Arroyo to Carlos Boozer, the the Carlos connection. I remember I was all in on it. I was all excited as a young Jazz fan. I thought, here we go, 2.0. Uh-huh. Not so fast. Mm-hmm. As, you know, uh, he was in and out as though you were in and out at a Jiffy Loop for a <laughs> quick stop. I'll tell you, this, this was right at the beginning of my career, and I was doing a lot of you know covering press conferences and that sort of thing when Carlos Arroyo was doing this period where he started for the Jazz. And there's a lot of vanity out there in the NBA. That he had to be the the most vain dude. Really, I've ever covered. Why? Maybe, maybe that he had to have every hair like perfectly in place, and had to have his jewelry right and like before the interview. Before could begin. the interview yeah. could commence, he was very aware. And you're of, over there going, Carlos. It's radio. They can't see you. Well, this was probably for those scrums <laughs> where they do have the TV cameras. But he was he was very aware. Of how he looked when he was uh, in public. Which, hey, uh, you're on TV. Lots of people, uh, lots of people spruce up a little bit before they go on the old television. When you got those thirty carat diamond earrings, you go, you want to make sure they're in there, right, Jake? You want to make sure people know so they can mug you on your way to your car. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. But really, no, no, I, I just for years I've always laughed about those stories about these athlete, that athletes who wear a half a million dollars worth of jewelry and go to a club and then are surprised when they're robbed. I just don't. Or, it's one or, thing if someone breaks into your home, busts open the safe, steals it from you. But when you're carrying it around town with you, you're advertising it. Yeah. Well, even the home thing. Like, uh, I think it was Chris Bosch who had something like, I think it was like half a million dollars worth of cash and jewelry stolen from his house. It's like, dude, get yourself a safety deposit box. Banks are very secure and they're very easy to get in and out of. You know, if you, if you want to wear them out, you know, wear the jewelry out for a nice dinner or something, you can swoop by the old Zion's bank on your way home. <laughs> I don't know. Can you just pull up to the, the drive through there and get it sent through the little tube? I don't think so. No, yeah. Not to. that I have a lot of experience with safety deposit boxes, but my limited experience is it's not it's not too tough. Okay. That'd be <laughs> funny though. You just get it sent through the little uh, overhead tube. Yeah, send me that five hundred thousand dollar watch out here, will you? But I've really never understood that about people who, who keep a, a crazy amount of cash on hand. And in true, I am not filthy rich, so maybe I don't get it. But what like what purpose would you have to have half a million dollars worth of cash in your house? Like what? What? What is that? Just to maybe show off to people? I don't know. Hey, come on over and look at my stack of money. I never, I never understood that. But hey, I'm not in that tax bracket, so maybe I'm missing something. All right, coming up next, we've got a Mountain America market update. Speaking, it's of, good to have a, a big stash of money. Speaking of uh, managing your cash, we'll uh, we'll do that at four o'clock. We've got what's going on at four thirty. Bruce Feldman is on from the Athletic. And at 5 o'clock, Bowler hangs around for the entire hour. Very much looking forward to that. We'll have more straight ahead here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 12.8 The Zone. Time for another Back to Basketball update. Ow! 
Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Back-to-basketball update brought to you by Zions Bank. Let's, let's start off with some thoughts from Rudy Gobert explaining how much his team can learn from the first scrimmage coming up on Thursday night. I think for us, it's just keep getting better, you know, keep uh, keep getting ready for what's coming. And uh, at the same time, it's going to be, it should be fun. You know, it should be fun to, to, to get back out there and play against uh, uh, another team. You know, I think uh, we, all the things that happen and are happening, you know, it's great to be able to uh, still do what we love and, you know, and do it at the highest level. We're going to try to keep doing that. Cool story on the Jazz front. Uh, the Jazz players will be sporting a 1-2-2-3 one, uh, one, tribute patch in honor of the Hall of Fame, late Hall of Fame coach Jerry Sloan. Of course, that rep- represents how many games he won as a head coach. And there's your Zions Bank back-to-basketball update for a bank that understands your business. Zions Bank is for you. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Joe Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It's time for another Mountain America Market update. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he's our good friend Chad Wadups. What's going on, Chad? Jake, how are you? Good to be with you. Thanks, man. I'm uh, I'm doing terrific. Let's talk about how everybody's money's doing today. Well, it was a decent day in the markets. The Dow and S and P were both up modestly. The Dow was up 159 points. That's about a half a percent. The S&P was up five points, or about a quarter of a percent. Uh, both the indices had been up a little more during the trading day, but then gains were cut kind of towards the end of the market as some big tech companies saw some declines, probably a little bit of profit-taking. So Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, some of those big names dropped a little. Uh, the shining segment today was actually the bank stocks. They've been down for the year, but a few of the larger banks were up over 3% today. Well, with that in mind, let's uh, give our listeners some advice. Yeah, I want to talk uh, for a second around income planning today. And to explain that, remember that everyone's saving for retirement, which is hopefully all of us who haven't retired yet, and all those who are in retirement now fall into one of two categories. You're either accumulating assets or you're spending down your assets. And income planning is for those who are in or close to retirement. 
if you think about your life journey, you work your whole life and amass, as apparently Gordon likes to say, a big stash of money. Um, <laughs> and, and many of us get pretty good at that, stashing money away and growing it a little bit. It's pretty simple. You just have to be dedicated and consistent. But then you retire and the income stops. Uh, but many of the same bills keep coming in. So income planning helps us answer the question, how do you take that sum that will cover your expenses not only now but hopefully many, many years into the future because we all hope to live a long retirement so the, the tip is as you get closer to retirement, really start considering how much you're spending now, how your spending habits might change in retirement, what sources of income you'll have, maybe how long those sources of income may last. So Social Security is one of those sources, but that program wasn't really intended to be anyone's sole source of income. There are a lot of different ways to produce that steady income. That starts with you kind of sitting down and thinking through how much income you think you'll need uh, when you retire. So that's the tip. Contact us at Mountain American Investment Services, that we can help you with that. Chad, what if you're like me, and uh, when I want to retire, I'm just planning on going on a bank robbery spree? Think that's a good <laughs> idea, something like that, no? Well, there, there's a little bit of vacancy in some federal prisons, so <laughs> they'll probably feed you there. You find me room. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. <laughs> great work as usual. Thank you. Have a great day. That's our friend Chad Waddups from Mountain America Investment Services, and that is another Mountain America Market Update. Investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed and loss of principal is possible. All right, there you go. Mountain America Investment Services. Big thanks to Chad for jumping on with us. Coming up right around the corner, we're going to get to uh, what's going on. Uh, at 4.30, Bruce Feldman is going to be on with us from The Athletic, covers college football, one of the best out there. For what's going on, though, we'll uh, we'll have a, a clip from DJ and PK. Kyle Goon, who covers the Lakers now for The Athletic, was on with those guys. Of course, he used to work for the Salt Lake Tribune here in town. Uh, so we'll hear what uh, Kyle had to say about what's going on with the NBA. And then we've got a, a clip from Hanson Scotty. They had, a, and I heard this yesterday, they had a, an interesting, let me put it that way, segment on Hans's house being haunted. And then apparently Scotty's house is haunted. Anyway, madness ensued. We'll uh, we'll get to that coming up right around the You're corner. You're not a believer, are you? Uh, no. In actual haunted houses? No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. You, you are. Well, this segment might change your mind. No, I heard it and it did. Well, maybe hearing it twice. Is your house haunted, Austin? Uh, not the current one I live in, no. Your your former house was haunted? I believe so, yes. Really? I just assume so. Because every other thing was wrong with it. So. Oh, that's a good point. All right, stay tuned. We'll have what's going on coming up next. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280. This is out.